Hi friends, thanks for joining me today. I'm going to start right off and say this week's episode is going to make you laugh your socks off. Today I'm speaking with Eileen Shackley, also known as Mama Fry to all her blog followers. She's the proud mom of a teenage son with autism and shares with us how humor and a side of fries has helped her family in everyday life. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts and share us with a friend. That's how we make our voice stronger. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome to my autism tribe a community of advocates that are linked by autism, but bound by strength. This is a time to find our sounding board and shoulders that help us carry life's load without the fear of criticism. We give and receive, we nurture and empower. I'm your host, Susan Scott. Autism can be isolating at times. There are great days and the not so great days that actually leave us scratching our heads and questioning if we're doing enough if we are enough. But one thing that I believe is super important is finding the humor in all of it. Sometimes it's difficult to laugh when everything around you is hitting the fan and causing what feels like a mass destruction, but you can. Eileen Shackley started a blog several years ago as an outlet to connect with others that were experiencing the same things. And people, she is funny. I love her viewpoint on everyday life, and I know that you will too. Please welcome Eileen Shackley, or as many know her, Mama Fry. Eileen, I am so excited to have you on today because you make me laugh so hard, which I think is so important. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me here today. Awesome. Well, I first heard about you through your awesome, incredible blog, Autism with a Side of Fries. And at first, I do have to admit, I was like, side of fries? I mean, I love fries, but what does fries have anything to do with it? <laughs> and then, That would just be my son's undying passion and love for his favorite food on earth. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, if I had a blog, it would be Autism with a Side of Chex Mix. There you so, go. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't have quite the same ring to it, but um, I love it. Eileen, why don't you start off by sharing everyone, because I know you have a little bit of a story before autism started affecting you personally in your family life. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, for many years before I became a mom, I worked in the special needs a community, especially in the autism area, believe it or not. I worked at a private school uh, for students that were um, that could not be taught in their home districts. And this was primarily children that were on the spectrum. And I worked in vocational training and job coaching. And I worked from ages as young as five and up to 21. Wow. Um, and I did that for years. And uh, the last year I was there was the year I had kiddo. And after a year, you know, of of being a new new mom and working as well, I decided uh, to stay home, become a stay-at-home mom, uh, because part of the reason why I was becoming burnt out from working in that field, and I was tired of autism, Sure. and I was like, you know what, I need a good break, and I just need to take a, take a step back from autism. Well, <laughs> about nine months later, <laughs> yeah. I was doing my first uh, conversations with the pediatrician about getting kiddos screened through early intervention, and the word autism came back up. And as I always say, autism was like the godfather. I just, when I thought I was out, it pulled me right back in. <laughs> so 
there was no getting away from it, and kiddo has now had me level up professionally. I am now doing autism 24-7. Um, so that that's irony for you, just when you think you're getting away from it. <laughs> it smacks you back well, in the face. Home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, but, you know, in, in some ways, a lot of people always say, oh, well, that made you primed and perfect for it. It really didn't uh, mm. because the autism I learned that I thought I knew, I sh- certainly did not know everything. Yeah. And I frequently share that on my blog. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of find it funny when people read me because they're like, oh, I learned so much. I'm like, really? Because I don't know what I'm doing at all. So <laughs> you learned that? Great. That's great. So, um, but yeah, that's my background. And I guess in some ways it did prepare me. In other ways, I don't feel like I was prepared at all. So, well, I think it's, it's a great point to make because there are only so many things that you can read from a textbook and, you know, I always kind of laugh because people will ask me a lot of times about certain things about autism or as a parent. And I, and I laugh. I said, well, I'm no expert, um, you know, with autism. I didn't go to school for behavioral therapy, any of these things. I didn't. I'm more than an expert. I'm actually a parent because, as a parent, you know, you think you know kids and, and you know, because you used to babysit or, you know, you had a niece or a nephew or whatever. And then you have a child and, you, and you're just like, oh, why well, I knew absolutely nothing at all. And even once you're in the, the world of autism, if as a parent or a caregiver, you learn something new every single day because everything is constantly changing. Oh, absolutely. I mean, just just approaches of what I can remember I did professionally as opposed to what's being done now mm-hmm. are completely different. So, you know, just the, even the technology. I mean, when I was first working in the field, if someone was nonverbal, what they had to depend on was either sign language mm. or, pet, you know, little pet pictures, um, you know, picture exchange communication system. Yeah. That was it. Um, by the time I left, there were these things called Dynavoxage, which were these large, clunky laptop looking type things where they could search for words that would electronically speak for them mm-hmm. but they were i remember extremely sensitive to breaking yeah. um ex- expensive all as all get uh you know and uh, hard to maintain and now we live in a world where i can have a communication app downloaded on my phone within 30 seconds yeah, uh, there's several of them, and they're much less expensive and easier to manage. So, I mean, that just that alone is every couple of years. There's a whole brand new autism we're looking at. So, I always tell that to folks. I'm like, hang tight and don't get used to it because it's going to change all again anyway. So that's so true. Uh, yeah, as with everything in life, you know, it's like just give it a little bit of time to think. Uh, so many of the advances that we've had, even within just the last five years, you know, it's pretty cool. And, um, and I'm really excited to see how we're going to progress in the next five years, the next 10 years, um, because we most certainly have to, I mean, uh, autism, as we all know, is not going away. And, um, so we need to learn to, um, you know, find those those ways to include others. And with the assistive technology devices and stuff, these days, they're absolutely amazing. Um, not even for kids on the spectrum, but just for, for anyone, really. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. They're, they're, it's amazing what they, they're coming up with now. And it's, it's, it's good to see. Um, and it's also like, okay, well, what's next? Like, that's what I'm excited for yeah. more than anything. Like, what's the next thing that they're going to tackle? That's, yeah. 
Yeah. It's so cool. So how old is your son now? He's 15. So I've been doing this a long time now. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't feel like I, um, I can't say necessarily like that. I feel like I'm, you know, a pro at all of it, but there's been some stuff I've seen and I bought the t-shirt and definitely sent the postcard. <laughs> um, we're coming into a brand new era with him where we're doing, this is where I kind of actually do feel a little more comfortable is he just started vocational training at his school. And since that is primarily what I did professionally, I'm like, okay, okay, I got this. I, I know where we're at now. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so this is a whole new area, but like it's, this is where I realized some things are different. Just like, okay, this is great that he's practicing how to work, but in reality, what will this be? What will this look like in just a couple of years? Yeah. So that's where it gets a little eek, a little scary, um, and sure. extra like over on top of it. Like, okay, well, how was he at work today? What did he do? And you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. Just being a great parent. Um, so. so when so he was diagnosed around eighteen months of age. Um, around twenty months of age, we got him into early intervention, and then we went through kind of a gray area where we didn't know what was going to be said or mm-hmm. what was what the outcome was going to be. Nobody wanted to confirm anything, right? Um, which was kind of a hard period to be in because when you don't have an explanation to give people. And they see your child having behaviors that are not typical of a child of that age. It's really hard to explain things to people. Yeah. Um, and it becomes particularly hard when you, you know, once you get into the school system, he qualified for early intervention services, but in order to get the extra services he needed in that school system, he had to have a name for something, you know? Sure. (laughs) Yeah. For services. So, so, I mean, that's something I noticed. I thought it was just us, but I, from more parents that I've spoken to, is that it's sometimes very hard to get that diagnosis, mm-hmm. and you need it in order to get what you need for your kid to be more independent, to be able to communicate successfully, to, you know, just to be better. Um, so that was tricky, but I would say around four is when we finally had autism on the paper. Yeah. Um, and that's just way, well, way back when, because again, I'm old, uh, it was pervasive developmental disorder, not otherwise ah, specified, yes. uh, but now it's all under the umbrella of autism. So that's, that's what we're dealing with. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, what were some of the initial signs or of that he was displaying that said, okay, that got him the diagnosis? Um, well, the start for us was that he just simply wasn't talking. Um, he had a couple of words and they dropped. Um, Mm -hmm. we had a family member whose child had speech apraxia and Mm -hmm. that was kind of the same thing. So we were thinking at first, oh, he just has the speech apraxia. Well, he had it, but he also (laughs) had autism as well. But you know, that was one of the things that we were trying to figure out where it was. He wasn't pointing. Um, the eye contact was kind of stinky. Um, you know, some of the kind of the usual benchmarks for, for autism sure. for, from the get-go. Um, he also never stopped moving. It's just, and everybody was telling me, oh, well, he's just a toddler boy. They don't <laughs> yes. talk and they run. Like, that was, oh, yeah. that was what a lot of people were saying. Oh, he was an early walker. He'll be a late talker. Like, I was getting every, you know, old wives' tale myths yeah. sent my way to make me feel better, <laughs> yep. I guess. Um, they mean well. <laughs> they mean well. They do, but it doesn't really help in the long term. Yeah. Um, 
So that's what we were getting more than anything. He still hasn't stopped moving. He's 15. He, from the moment he wakes up, he's on the go. He's sensory seeking. Um, he's jumping on trampoline or, you know, jumping on the bed or running up and down the hallway. Yeah. Not much is changing there. <laughs> well, and he still is a boy. I, yes. I do think that there is something with that. I remember my talking to my mom, and I have two younger sisters, so she's used to raising girls. And it and I have a nephew now, and she said, boys are so different than girls. They just don't stop moving and very active. So there is something with that. One thing that, uh, you know, my son, Alex, is six years old. So we're fairly new into this whole game of autism. But, you know, with your son being 15 and knowing that that is such a difficult age anyway, you know, the hormones are are crazy and are just insane. Hold on to your hats. That's all I'm going to say right now. Yeah. Well, there were several, it was several podcasts ago where someone was talking about, you know, teaching their son how to shave. And I, and I laughed because I hadn't even thought of that. Like, oh my gosh, my son's gonna have facial hair. Oh yeah. We started that this year. I have to say when I, uh, on his 15th birthday, I took kiddo out to buy his first electrical shaver, which, you know, I came home as I said, promptly weeped into his baby blanket when I got home because I couldn't (laughs) believe I had done it. Um, but yeah, it's, and it's something we're working on now with him. I mean, he's got exactly about 15 chin hairs that grow and, you know, it's not like exactly shaving every day, but. It is. It's something you have to do. And, you know, for me, it was a case of me looking at my husband going, all right, I've never shaved a face. How do you do this? Yeah. Because I can't teach him. So thank God, you know, this is one of the things where dad has to step in a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, and show us how it's done. And, of course, I'm trying to, like, micromanage and, like, figure out all the steps. And my husband's like, all right, kiddo, you just turn it on, rub it on your face. <laughs> <laughs> He's just very much more casual about it, whereas I'm like, okay, we've got to do these 17 different steps. I have this spreadsheet here of how we shave. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, but those are the things you don't think about when they're little that you wind up having to do. I mean, that's yeah what it is like we're dealing with that we're also dealing with pimples like I've had to explain to him how to use acne cream on his face and you know these are the things you're dealing with as a as a 15 year old. I didn't miss it when I was a teenager and here I get to (laughs) relive all my puberty all over again so exactly yeah I think it's hard to know to look too far at least for me into the future and like when it comes to shaving or puberty and some people ask you know is Alex ever going to drive someday and I don't know if it if he does that's great if he doesn't that's fine too but I think Mm -hmm. it's because in in the every day we're so focused on getting through that day and what the just the the very next day is going to look like that we often don't allow ourselves to think too far ahead and I think a lot of times when we do that at least for me is I experience emotions or frustrations you know and I know for you you have found humor and and I I have always used comedy 
humor in my life. But I have to say, when my son was diagnosed, a lot of that humor went away. And I'm just now being able to fully embrace that again. Can you share a little bit about how the blog came around and how you're using the humor every day? I can totally relate to what you're saying because that was very similar to me. I mean, I've always been a person that's been highly sarcastic, yeah, um, very dark sense of humor. Um, when we started going through all the stuff we went through with the kiddo in the beginning, it was just, it was dark times. I mean, you know, I'm not going to lie about it. Yeah. I was very, very sad and very scared more than anything. Um, but, you know, after a couple of years, you just kind of like, you find your new, your new normal. Mm-hmm. It's your normal. It's, you start to pull out of it because you start realizing things go by so fast that you're missing everything. Yeah. Because you're so busy being sad. Yeah. And that sucks. It does. Um, if there's one thing I can tell anybody who's got, you know, fresh off the autism train and they've got like a three-year-old running around and they're like sitting there, like, I'm just like, I'm just going to tell you now, get up and keep going yeah. because you're going to miss everything. Yeah. You're going to miss everything and it's not worth it. Don't be, you know, I'm not going to say don't be sad, have your pity parties for one, but yep. you know, after a couple minutes, you've got to put on a fresh coat of lipstick and start your day. Yeah. You know, that's just all the way it is for me in my house. Um, the blog started for me was that uh, <laughs> quite by accident. And um, I'm friends with someone who used to be a radio DJ in my area. And she used to write a blog every day for her radio station. Mm-hmm. And, it, and she started highlighting people like a day in the life of a police officer, a day in the life of, you know, a doctor. So she contacted me once and she said, I want to write a blog about the day of life of a parent with a child with autism. I want you to write it, but I want you to write it like you write your updates on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So I guess in a way I was always doing the blog. I just didn't realize it. Yeah. I just started writing what was going on. Cause to me, some of this stuff is just funny. Like, you know, having an argument with a three-year-old over wearing pants. That's <laughs> funny. I'm sorry. I still I have just, that argument. <laughs> it's just not a world I ever thought I'd be going into. And I'm going to share stuff like that. So, you know, she said, I want you to write it like you do on Facebook. Like, you know, be real about it. Yeah. So I wrote it. I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, all right, I sent it in. She posted it and it went viral and it went nuts. And I had people hunting me down on Facebook saying, well, where's your blog? And I'm like, I don't have a blog. Yeah. (laughs) This was it. No, this was it. One time only. Boom. Um, And then I had enough people going, you need to write a blog. So within a couple of days, Autism with a Side of Fries was born. And it was born, like I said, the name is in honor of kiddo because at the time, French fry was his main source of nutrition. He's absolutely addicted to French fries. Um, and feeding issues and food issues have always been a problem with him. Yeah. So it continues to be to this day. So it's been named after that. It's named after him. And that we've just gone from there. So. I think it's so cool. And and now you're Mama Fry. And I've read some of your blog posts. Like, there's Granny Fry. Yes, like, so my mom. <laughs> yeah. And so, and then, so is there Daddy Fry? There's yeah. Daddy Fry and there's Granny Fry. And, um, you know, um, I didn't even pick the name Mama Fry that was bestowed on me by a reader. Somebody called me at once and it just stuck. I love <laughs> that's it. Just, that's just, you know, 
know, I always say I was always wanted to grow up and be a drag queen and have like a persona, and now I do. So I'm living my <laughs> dreams doing this. So, um, but yeah, but yeah, Daddy Fry and Mama Fry and, and Kiddo himself. So, but yeah, my mom's Granny Fry, much to her amusement. She thinks that's hilarious. Of course. Uh, but so, but yeah, that's you know, and I just try to share what I think is funny and just stuff that I learn down the road that might be helpful to someone else coming up behind me because I'm a big believer in passing down that knowledge to the next person and just pay it forward and that I always tell people when they read something and they say oh thank you I didn't know that and you know if they kind of like go over the board of saying thank you to me I always say listen one day you'll be passing this down on yourself yes like just make sure you keep doing that. Like I stress that more than anything. Like don't thank me. Just make sure you're passing this on. So it's so true. I mean, we're all just kind of in the thick of it. And some of us, mm-hmm. like you said, are just now boarding the autism train. And some of us are, it, it's just, it's this whole journey and whether or not someone uh, needs advice or uh, they have a question about something, if they feel like they can relate to another person if there's that empathy there because the minute a lot of us step out of the doors there's a lot of world out there that doesn't get it and so when we can find our our group of people that we can relate to and share those funny stories i've had five minute conversations about poop before and i'm like oh yeah i just had a five minute conversation about poop that i never thought in a million years i would ever have but there it is I just got through talking about it. And it's, so it's just this weird world. It is. It's only a world that, unless you're in it, you, you kind of, you don't get it. I mean, speaking of poop, I, I recently had to text my husband the following sentence. Like, I'm sorry that all of our conversations lately have been about poop. <laughs> like, because we had yeah. some gut issues going on with the kiddo and yeah. we we're trying to figure things out. And, like, literally every time we talk to each other, I'd be like, oh, has he pooped today? Have you been with him? Did he go to the bathroom? Like, it was getting ridiculous. And I had that moment in the middle of the day going, oh, my God, I haven't talked to my husband about anything other than poop. Like, this is bad. <laughs> but, like, he got it. He wrote me back. He's like, I love you. I understand. Don't worry about it. Like, you know, it was just, it was just one of those, you never could have prepared me for when they, you know, put the child in my arms and said, it's a boy. You're like, no. You never could have told me that that was going to be my my destiny. (laughs) I know. I tell you. I think they created the poop emoji just for us autism parents. It's just. We use it a lot. Yeah. 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 So that's really fun. Now, uh, one thing that I made a commitment to pretty early on was that I would never whisper the word autism around my son. I would include him in conversations. Of course, there were some a lot of conversations that were a little more sensitive in nature where I did not include him or I would take a phone call in another room or something. But I made a commitment to him that he would always be part of my advocacy. And I thought and still think that maybe in some way that this is teaching him how to advocate for himself. And does your son, does he know about this blog or... Oh, yeah, he's very aware of it. Um, He thinks it's funny. He calls it the French fry page. Um, He thinks it's, I mean, to him, it's just, our kids are growing up with social media, so Mm -hmm. this is just normal to them. Like, they never knew a world without this kind of stuff, so he probably thinks everybody's parent has a blog. I'm not really sure, you know? Um, Yeah. But um, 
it's just like you. It's, it's never been anything we've said in hush whispers. Um, it's just, you know, it, you know, we had to change schools with him a couple of years ago uh, due to his autism, for lack of better words, where mm-hmm. we were in district and they could no longer provide what he needed, the supports he needed, and we had to send him to a school that is uh, just for students with autism. And, like, you know, I just had to sit him down, like, you're going to be going to this school, the kids are all just like you, they all have autism. I don't know how much of that he truly understands. Sometimes mm-hmm. I often think, you know, he's looking at all of us, like, you know, me and my husband, and being going, what's wrong with those two? Right, like, I don't even, right, they're I don't crazy. I don't even know if he understands the difference between us like you know, yeah I, say, I, I feel bad about that like I feel bad you got stuck with two parents who think completely differently than you yeah um so it's always been that um teenagers are encouraged to start attending IEP meetings and you know I'm hoping that this year will be the first one he actually comes with us at one point during it to um just to you know check in with the team so mm-hmm. to speak um but yeah, like you, there are kinds, sometimes I have to have conversations with medical professionals or my husband, like I don't do them in front of my son because right. my son is very well aware that we are talking about him Sure, and I'm not going to do that in front of him. I think that's, yeah, would be awful. Right. Um, so, you know, but that's, I think that's any parent. I think sometimes your parents had to talk about you to somebody and oh my gosh, they yeah. made sure you weren't in the room for that Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's. But yeah, start them young. Like I, I kind of find it funny. There's a lot of times I've gotten the question, like, "When do I tell my child he has autism?" And I always answer back, "Now." Yeah. What are you waiting for? Yeah. Because they do. So. And they understand so much more than a lot of times we give them credit for. You know, I know my son does. He absolutely feels so deeply um, on just such a such a deep level, and he understands. You know, he's sharp as a tag. It's yep. just, you know, we have to make sure that we educate them and uh, just as we're educating ourselves on all of it, you know, it's just like, okay, we're all on this train and, um, you know, we're going to get through this together. I, I recently read something about how it was so funny. I'm starting, you know, my son is six and I, you know, I'm a single parent and it's, I'm always trying to teach him, you know, uh, okay, we're going to put the clothes in the washer. We're going to put the clothes in the dryer. And, uh, I saw where someone had kind of come down on you a little bit about your son doing chores. Yep. And I'm like, why, why? Is this happening even, you know? Because it's the internet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm like, good for him. He's internet. doing chores. I could, say, I could go, I could post online that, oh, wow, what a lovely shade of blue the sky is today. And someone would argue with me about yes, it. So that's I, true. I can't say I was uh, too surprised. But at the same time, I was kind of like, what now? Yeah. You know, and that's what it was. It was horrible that I was making kiddo uh, vacuum my house, which I found hilarious because... My son's, one of his obsessive interests are vacuums. He loves to vacuum. (laughs) So this was awesome for him. So for him to learn how to vacuum my house correctly, why wouldn't I encourage that? Yeah. Why wouldn't I let him do that? Um, And the same thing was, all right, he's 15. He needs to learn how to do these things. Yeah. These are also job skills because I don't know about what kind of background you had, but I had to push a vacuum at a job or two that I've had in my past. Oh, sure. Like, 
there's a thousand reasons why my son should be doing this. Absolutely. <laughs> um, he's not going to be put on some sort of pedestal and not have to ever lift a finger. Right. He lives here. He needs to learn how to be a house, keep a house. And what kills me was that it was, they were kind of going on about like, you know, I'm teaching him how to do these life skills. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. Cause what do you think your kid's going to be learning when they're in school? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> cause that's, that's some of it. it's preparing them for the future. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's not so. like you are putting him in a job where he's vacuuming people's houses, you know, nope. for, for money. It's, it's teaching him a life skill and I applaud yeah. you for that. So good yeah. for you. Penny, my kid, my, I've always said it. My kid has had chores, responsibilities since he was probably, five i mean yeah. i think the first chore we gave him was when he was about five years old feed the dog that was his job he yep. had to go get a scoop of dog food and put it in the bowl every night and he still does it every day till this day yeah what you know you live here so that's part of your responsibility absolutely we had chores growing up and yeah. alex has a chore chart you know now and um, so I, I think it's important if nothing else, like you said, even if it's simple as something as putting food in the dog bowl or yep. picking up your toys, there has to yep. be something. And I think it teaches them like I, they really kids want to please their parents. They really oh, do. Absolutely. absolutely. You know? So, yeah, I, I just found it, it was abusing to me like the Oh, you horrible woman. You're making him do chores. <laughs> All right, whatever. My, my floors are vacuumed, so I don't care. Yeah, uh, exactly. And he had fun doing it because he loves vacuums. he had fun doing it, and I have two dogs, and let me tell you, they do need to be vacuumed. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, but there's no, like I said, it's the internet. I'm used to somebody arguing with me at least once a day. <laughs> sure, absolutely. And it's water on the back, right? Exactly. And you find the humor in it, and you move yeah. on. Well, what are, what are your goals like for, you know, have you thought about, okay, in five years, autism with a side of fries, you know, wh what is your end all goal or do you have a goal for, for it? I've never had any sort of set goals. A lot of amazing, awesome opportunities have come my way organically mm -hmm. and I'm kind of sticking with that because when I've ever tried to, I don't want to say force it or what I've had, you know, particularly focused on an area, it hasn't panned out the way I wanted it to. So sure. I kind of let it just go with the flow. I've had some great opportunities. I've gotten to meet some fantastic people. I've gotten to speak and uh, I've um, been a speaker at a couple conferences now. I've been a keynote speaker at a school. Like to me, I've had been I've been asked twice by my son's school that he goes to now to hold workshops for the teachers, which. That's awesome. Which to me has been the most fantastic thing in the world was to have the principal call me, ask me to come, and then a couple months later, like, yeah, we want you to come back again. Like, we yeah. want to know more. And that was just like, I can't believe that happened. That to me was fantastic. That's awesome. Um, so, I mean, I can't say I have any kind of set, you know, hey, Oprah wants to give me a show. I'm not going to say no to it. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres wants you to be a guest. Okay. Call me. <laughs> Yeah. So where can people find you? People find me and I just, uh, I, I enjoy what I do now. I enjoy social media. Um, I enjoy interacting with people. I always say that my fries are my, my, my support system. I can say, hey guys, is this me or just us? And I'll get 
30 replies in 30 minutes saying, nope, it's not just you, or no, this is our experience, and, like, that helps yeah. more than anything. I mean, the fact that I can pick out my phone out of my pocket at 10 o'clock at night when I'm either feeling low or feeling happy and yeah. connect with someone in Australia over, you know, our kids' picky eating habits yeah. is amazing to me, so... It's so cool. It, it, yeah, we're all in it together around the world. It, it's, it, you know, autism knows no language or parenting knows no language. Um, it's really a cool thing when we can all kind of come together. I know the podcast uh, has specifically helped me with that as well. I've met so many cool people like yourself. So where can people find you um, as far as like your blog, your social media? Is it kind of autism with a side of fries across the board? Uh, it's the blog is autism with a side of fries dot blogspot dot com. Um, but the most action that if you really want to follow me, where you see the most stuff, up to date stuff is autism with a side of fries on Facebook and autism with a side of fries on Instagram. Okay. Um, I'm also on Twitter at French Fry Inc. Uh, and if you want to follow me there as well. Okay. So. Awesome. I'm going to put all of this in the show notes too. So okay. for anyone that, you know, wants the direct link to click on, um, they'll be able to do that there. And Eileen, it was such a pleasure speaking with you. I just, I commend your efforts and just know that you are a fantastic mama for oh, your son. You. And just thanks for being a part of my autism tribe. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Don't get stuck in the trenches. Sure, it's important to experience emotions, vent frustrations, but take the time to find goodness every single day. Those little things that you can laugh about, maybe it's at a later time rather than in the moment, but those things or people that will make you chuckle. Life's too short to stand under a rain cloud all the time. Find the sunshine. Thanks for being a part of my autism tribe, and I'll see you next week.